Welcome back to the Legal Weekly Wine. I am Virginia Tarani, and I am with the Law Unscripted that's hosting our Legal Weekly Wine, where we talk about the hottest legal topics of the week. This is season two. Oh, my God. Uh, right? First <laughs> session of season, season two. I can barely talk, and I haven't started drinking. I swear. Um, and as a special treat, because it's the weekly wine, we are finally having wine expert with us. So this is Erlinda and I'm going to let her tell you all about her. Oh my God. I'm so honored to be on the weekly wine. This is great. We're honored <laughs> that you're here because you've heard me tell you this is Chelsea and I have been saying, wow, this tastes good. This is, well, this is, I think it's dry. It tastes peachy. <laughs> so to have someone who can tell us what a good wine actually is, what we're looking for and go from there. And you are bringing the truly the hottest legal topic mm. to our show. Well, thank you for saying that. And you're right. I think artificial intelligence and all those buzzwords, emerging tech, there's nothing hotter than that right now. So. Yeah. Who knew a wine <laughs> expert would be bringing that hot legal topic <laughs> is when we talked, I thought, well, you know, we definitely want the wine part. And you were saying, well, there's AI. Have you thought about that? And I was like, well, I mean, I think about it every week now, <laughs> but for you to bring that with you too is incredible to have both of our topics, the wine and the AI, well, the legal part mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And, um, yeah, well, so just so your listeners Please. and our folks know out there, um, my name is Erlinda Doherty and I am, um, a wine writer, sorry, a wine and spirits writer, educator, um, sommelier. Wow. Um, I've judged not in a courtroom, but <laughs> Me neither. I like to pretend maybe it was a courtroom, but actually, no, I'm, I'm a wine spirits judge as well, which is actually that's, kind of fun. That's impressive. <laughs> fun for you, fun. impressive to me. <laughs> fun. Um, but yeah, and um, and so, um, but I also have a day job where I, um, you know, I also am a, a, a lobbyist or an advocate for these issues. But so these, this is a topic where sort of like my day and night, you know, kind of um, professions kind of overlap. And, <laughs> but I feel like even if you're not in that, advocacy space or legal space. I mean, everything about our lives nowadays is touched by artificial intelligence, right? Everything. Even if we don't even, even if we're completely unaware of it, it is still part of our daily lives. So, it is. um, but yeah, that, that's me. So I am, um, yeah, sommelier. And like I said, a wine a spirits writer, educator, and I do work with, and love to, by the way, work with, um, small independent brands to help promote and educate on their, um, on their products and to get more folks to try new things out there. So that's, a fun place to be. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're so good. So I heard about you before I met you. Um, extremely impressive. Um, all of your, you do education with it as well. I do. I teach wine, wine and spirits classes, both virtually and um, in person too. Obviously, now during the during COVID, it was a big right. thing. Obviously, um, and then I also work, like I was saying, with some brands to create education programs um, for brands. So working with a mezcal brand right now to create, wow. um, you know, one of the first. Uh, you know, mezcal um, education programs in the States. A lot of programs were created in Mexico, which makes sense mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But to have a brand that, you know, partnered with me to create a program here in the States. Um, and we've been teach. I think we've probably taught now 
couple of hundred industry pros, you know, through our programs. We have a level one that we've taught several times now and then currently putting in level two, which is super cool. So that's um, really amazing. And it's a hot, you know, agave spirits, mezcal, tequila, huge, huge items, you know, huge popularity trending everywhere now. So it's And is that your partner? Are you able to tell us who you're with and how yeah, that works. Yeah, so I've been working with Mezcal Amaraz to teach okay. to teach their um, their program to create this program. We call it Mezcal University. It's really really awesome. So um, and they they are a great great brand to work with. We're aligned on you know philosophies regarding sustainability and and all those wow. things too. So it's you know it's great. I, I and I love Mezcal. It's one of the few, um, well, I mean, I love all spirits too, but it was, I call it my gateway spirit. So before I was all about wine, I was like, wine, wine, wine all the time. I don't want to try any, I'm not into your spirits. I don't need a vodka or whiskey. (laughs) No, I'm all wine. But mezcal was like the gateway spirit for Mm. me. And there are a lot of similarities in mezcal and how it's made and the the way, um, the agaves can express terroir, like grapes can express terroir. That was like, Oh, this is easy. Mezcal is easy transition for me to teach and all the traditions and history Mm. and, um, and the issues too, you know, with the growth of the market were very similar to, to, um, to teaching wine. So it was kind of easy. That's really impressive. Move into that space. So. And are you okay with me dropping in our description, some of that information? Absolutely. I would love, I can't yeah. pronounce it, but maybe I can spell it I and put it in there. Do some links. Absolutely. Mezcal Amaras is the name of the, the, the grant, the brand that I've been partnering with and it's been great. Um, but yeah. And then I also have, um, a website right now. And if you go on it today, Excellent. it's a little bit, we're, we're, you know, revising it and revamping it's it, but anyways, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Well, um, just, I mean, why not check back? That's not? the purpose of right. small businesses right. and even larger ones is you revamp, you retool, you figure it out. Even with the new AI, you've got to get it right. And I'm impressed that you're doing that. Well, thank you. So I do, I have a, so my company is called Vinicola of the Vinicola, which means a Vinicola in Spanish means winery actually. Oh, nice. So, um, and we talked earlier about my background a little bit. So Mm -hmm. that's come, you know, bringing into some of my heritage into that, but, um, that's the name of my consulting company. And, um, so yeah, so it's, that's, you can look me up, you know, don't judge me by my website yet. But anyway, keep refreshing, yeah. keep refreshing, and maybe like in six weeks you'll see a woo a new. It'll be beautiful. Maybe by the fall, right? Well, fall twenty twenty three. That you heard, that you saw those yes. will be on there. So okay. that's that's part of that whole campaign was to get these amazing oh pictures okay. to go on there and make it look you know be, you know twenty twenty three. Let's put it that way, not twenty thirteen or whenever you oh, know I started right. this journey. Start. So well, I will say, please do refresh and see it in the fall because the pictures are fantastic. I've really seen such incredible pictures. Oh my gosh. They are, I have to <laughs> Where's tell you, they jar? are, Where's your no, jar? I'm not even being paid for it. Um, it is truly, I, I looked at them and I was like, wow, these are power shots. They're incredible. They just ooze confidence and Goodness, now well, I'm at a loss well, thank for words. You, I, you don't but need to say any more because I'm, I'm embarrassed. Expertise. No, please don't <laughs> I'm be blushing. Because... <laughs> Can you tell? He's like, <laughs> they're really, really thank good. You. Thank you. Um, he did they, a great job. He did a great job. Well, they show you so well. They're they're truly lifestyle portraits where they show you in your element doing what you want to do, showing people how to do it, and it just it's you. I've rarely seen such shots that embody who you are and what you do and what you like to do. Well, thank you. He, you know, in your environment. He's a the photographer, John mm-hmm. Armato. He did a great job and he really kind of helped elicit all those emotions. And he obviously is a pro too. He knows how to get people to look 
the best that they can look. So I, I'm going to give him 90% of the credit. Uh, well, and then 10% you- was the booze we were drinking during the shoot. <laughs> during the shoot. <laughs> so there you go. It did 90% look like nice booze. 10% <laughs> booze. There you go. So None for yeah. you, apparently, but right. there's a lot for you. <laughs> well, That's good. Well, I'm excited to see your new website. Thank you. Um, do you... So you do have another job. How do you do... The the spirits, the wine, the smallier. How do you do all of that uh, too? Don't ask. Okay. It's not pretty. But all right. <laughs> but I mean, I think like I, you know, I mentioned earlier when we were speaking before, you know, I have a lot of interests, you know, and so I find that um having different projects and especially one that I can control that's me and I can amp it up as much as I want or dial it back down as much as I want or need right. to with, you know, when it comes to my responsibility with my family or or my my day career. So, um, but maybe, you know, who knows, you know, as I get through the years, maybe at one point it'll be all wine and spirits. Transition. We'll see. see. Yeah. Yeah. So now do people hire you personally or what, how do they work with you? Yeah. So, I mean, I do, um, you know, private events as well. Like I do get hired quite a bit. I have quite a, you know, but a lot of repeat clients now, which is kind of nice. I would would be a repeat client too. Thank you. And then, um, yeah, you know, during COVID of course too, we did a lot of, uh, a lot of online classes. Mm. So, and those things are advertised, you know, on my Instagram or on my website when I'm Good. doing, um, those programs. And then the, um, in particular, the, the Mescal university, however, is actually promoted through the brand. So I haven't had to do too much promotion okay. on their end, but those, those were all, um, yeah. So those were all relationships and all folks that signed up via the connections that, you know, the, the brand had. So, okay. um, but yeah, there's different ways, you know, and, and, um, yeah. So either on my website Wonderful. or you can contact me directly too, or, and then you however, said yeah. Instagram. Yes. Instagram. I have, yes. And I have a team now. Oh, so that helps. Wow. <laughs> She's great. So, um, so yeah, you can find Good. out more and LinkedIn to, to, we're starting to get into. Oh, and Substack. I'm also starting to write some things on oh, Substack now. So okay. some articles actually about some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, believe it or not. Good. So. Well, I am really excited to hear about it. We're also going to put then your Instagram portion down there. We will drop all of the links so you can find her, follow her. And, um, you are already pouring wine for us. This is, <laughs> I mean, you're getting I'm us starting started. to feel a little dry in my please, mouth. Maybe please. it's the smoke outside. I don't there, really know. Yeah, we yeah. are at the time where all of the smoke is coming. Um, so we do, we do need something for that. So tell me what you've poured for us. Okay. So I have two really, really interesting wines here today and they're both blends. Okay. Oh. So the first one is, um, I made a trip last summer to, uh, Priorat, which is the, uh, Spain, which okay. is the other, um, uh, there's, well, there's several, you know, DOs in, in Spain. Rioja is the most famous. Okay. okay. So Rioja is a, uh, a, re- a red wine. Basically most of the wines there are made from Tempranillo, which is like a red, a red wine oh drink, obviously. All right. But there well, is another obvious region. Obvious to you. Okay. Well, okay sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, so, no, that's good. Right. I'm learning. Okay. So there's, and then Priorat is probably the next most famous region okay. in Spain. So there's Rioja, red wines, and then Priorat also makes red wines. Wow. Um, and they're known for making, and, and, and white wines too, obviously, because we're about to try it, but they mostly make red wines, which is kind of interesting. So I purposely was on a mission to find some really interesting white wines coming from that area too. Okay. And they do, um, wines that are mostly blends and mostly Rhone varietal blends. So if you think of France, the Rhone Valley, um, Grenache, Syrah, Morvedra, oh, wow. all those yes. kinds of like really kind of deep fruity wines. That, mm. Um, that's, that's sort of the tradition of that region because a lot of the French, okay. um, during, um, 
they, you know, when fluoroxyl came and got rid of and decimated a lot of vineyards in Europe, they were, which is a, a louse that kind of like basically killed all the grapevines. And so anyway, I, oh. I could talk for hours now on that, that's but anyways, so but, there, interesting. But, but it was I like, didn't even know it, that it, happened. yes. So that happened during the late, late 1700s. So, oh. um, and, uh, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, grapes were mm. grape vines, I should say, were decimated around the world. And not so, just in Europe. No, then. I mean, it started in Europe and then spread. Wow. So basically what, in order to combat that problem, um, the, uh, the old world had to come to the new world to get mm. rootstock to transplant the rootstock, to, to graft, to graft the rootstock, to, exactly to start over, which is kind of crazy. So you have actually, wow. so the new world rootstock actually helped kind of revive, did revive or saved the old world wine because oh of this goodness. epidemic. Yeah. Or this uh, louse, this, you know, that does. How did they get rid of it? Eventually just over time, they had to get rid of all the, you know, old rootstock, put new rootstock in. And it's still, I mean, it's still, you know, an issue in some places and it comes and goes, but it's not like it was back in time. Oh, I didn't even know. But so these grapes, so anyway, even though it's in, in, in Spain, in uh, Priorat is located in Catalan. And so okay. Spain has 16 autonomous regions. It's like having 16 different countries basically. And, um, so this is a very big French influence, this particular, this grape, okay. using their own varietals. And so now, again, this is a, a white version of the blends that come there. And this is a Grenache Blanc um, and a, a Rolla, which is like, a, what's the, Vermentino? I can't, now the name is escaping me, The um, what they call it in Spain. But I cannot anyway. help you with that name. I <laughs> okay. can't even well, pronounce what you're okay. saying. I mean, Can it, I sniff it? Please. And smell, I yes, please okay. give it a, a sniff. And it smells like um, really just... Really aromatic, doesn't it? It it really is. It's yes, and this beautiful. came back. If a smell can be beautiful, it came back in a suitcase. <laughs> in a, in your in suitcase? my suitcase. Wow! So I brought this back on my travels last year to Spain with my family. Oh, it um, smells so good. Yes, and it tastes delicious too. And um, again, Are this we area to taste it. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can taste it. Okay, you can taste it. Is there it. a certain way that no, I, I, I actually, know nothing? Am I supposed we, to do it a certain I way? I mean, you can swirl it if you like and well, do all that fancy me. stuff. But am I supposed to? You can't. Why don't you do it? Okay. <laughs> why don't you swirl it a tiny bit? Swirl it and give okay. it a little. A little sniff, and then it's, all I want to do is sniff it. I'm, that's I'm it. afraid you don't want to drink, drink it. it. <laughs> that it that it will ruin the the beauty no. of the sniff. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And it's actually really dry. So I think it tastes. Oh, that is dry. Totally different than it smells. Doesn't it smell super sweet to you? It does. And kind of blossomy. It really when does. Like it. I'm going to eat a flower. Right there, you go. And when you taste it, it's really dry. Almost like almost like honeysuckle. Yes, exactly. Girl, you're getting an A plus today. Is it? Uh-huh. And, okay. Honeysuckle, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it. Honeysuckle. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe you got I, it. Maybe I know a little bit. And as far as um, wow. you know, uh, white wines go, especially white wines from the old world or Europe, basically, it's kind of a higher alcohol wine. Most 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 white wines. This thirteen point five percent alcohol. Okay, that is Mo- higher for yeah for most whites coming out of the old world um, because okay. it's a warmer area. And these grapes are, you know, Mediterranean climate. So these grapes, um, they get more sugar, they get more ripe, hence more sugar. And that sugar converts into alcohol or ferments into alcohol. And so you have a higher alcohol level. Okay. So, but anyway, this, so yeah, this is a Blanc de Scalade and this is a Blanc, of course, which means white and Scalade is, um, it means ladders to heaven, stairs to heaven or to God. Yeah. And this is, um, from again, one of the oldest 
uh, wineries in Priorat, you know, very, uh, and this you'll see a amazing. lot of, you'll see a lot of, um, references there to the church, of course, because the church, you know, also, you know, the wine is very important, um, mm. in church. I'm Catholic. So, you know, the blood of Christ, the whole thing. And that so, region is yes. Catholic as oh, well. Oh yeah. Very Catholic. Okay. Very, yeah. So, you know, wine there is, you know, is there's a lot of crossover into spirituality and all those kinds of things too. So you'll see it's typical. It's not atypical to see wines that refer to religious kind of themes. So, okay. So I'm yeah. going to throw you for a loop. Yeah. Throw um, me for a loop. And for what you just said yeah. in looking at the Catholic church, I mean, yeah. I know they use wine mm -hmm. for their, you may not call it communion. Yeah. Communion. Okay. Sure. Cause I know mm -hmm. the Protestant word is yeah. communion, Yeah, but do they actually select wines or specific ones for the communion? So they have to be sacramental wines, which means they have to be blessed in a okay. certain way. And I'm not going to say the quality of the wines are amazing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering is like, I, I, I yeah. don't know that they yeah. specifically choose wines that are just kind of right. okay. Right. Or if they are supposed to, I it's, don't know. You know, it's interesting. So we could probably, we should probably have a whole nother talk on this we because should. this is oh actually interesting. Like how the Catholic church basically saved during prohibition, saved the wine industry. Oh this would okay. be kind of fun. We, have another we talk totally on could, that. because that would be legal. Some legal items we could talk it about is. during that I, time too. I think this yeah. whole season might be might. you. <laughs> We're going to talk about wine and legal everything. Yeah, legal, including yeah. It's yeah. legal. And illegal it's items. <laughs> yeah, illegal prohibition items, you too. You know, we can yeah. talk about prohibition, too. That's completely legal totally. issues. Yes, I yes. mean, how even constitutional amendments right. oh my happened God. with that. So we should totally do another one on that. But, okay. But, but suffice it, it to throw say. Throw your support yeah. in the comments, <laughs> yeah. really. Like, if you, that's what you want to hear, too. Yeah. Throw it in. Drop yeah. some love. Um, send some requests and yes, yes, I see a whole series. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the Catholic church anyway. So, but, um, you know, our, our priest will oftentimes make jokes about it too. He's like, well, really? these, these, these wines aren't great. They're just, you know, do they're, they just, they're just blessed. Grab something or no, no, they... they come from special wineries that have been oh. like approved or whatever, but it's not, again, it's not for the quality. It's basically well, I just mean, because, if they're called yeah. stairway to heaven, that seems like they should use well, it. You're right. Actually, <laughs> no, it's a white rather yeah. than a red. Right. Well, and I mean, this is Spain, right? So in the United States, I mean, I actually don't know exactly where the, I'm assuming the grapes are coming from California because most grapes do, and it's right. usually pretty cheap and it's bulk wine, oh, that's but you would think you're right. I should just bring this right? to my priest and be like, Hey, you should, Padre, you you know, this is a good one. <laughs> I mean, it stairway to heaven, stairway it. to God. So I think this is probably okay. <laughs> I, it seems to be, I, you know, I, yeah. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but it seems, it mm -mm. seems like a pretty no, nice no, I mean, idea. And actually I bet if, um, my priest was to sort of bless this wine, it would probably be okay too. <laughs> so. We could always use blessings. Yeah. <laughs> always. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So yeah. now, you brought this in your suitcase. Mm -hmm. Do we have to go to Spain to get it? So this particular brand, probably. I'm okay. not going to say 100% no, although for sure it is not widely distributed. Okay. I, I know it's not, in fact. I mean, it's I think beautiful. It, thank you. It is a lovely, lovely, interesting wine with a, obviously a great story. Um, thank but, you for bringing oh. it here. Oh my God. I have like a million lovely wines that I have no but, one to share it with. So but or, or I very few clearly don't go to Spain to, to get it. We go to our local shops. Um, so well, I went to a winery for some, I, yeah. but, but to actually have something from Spain. Oh, well, you. you're sweet. Thank you. And I, you know, my family hates me for this, but whenever we do our family vacations, there's always a little side trip that we take to a winery or distillery. So why this was, would they hate that? Well, my little, my kids are not like mom, another winery. 
Okay, so <laughs> I'll go in their place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. okay. We'll swap out. Yeah. I will send your kids with mine to yeah. Disney World. There you go. And yeah. I will go with you Perfect. to wineries. Well, I love we can okay. send them all together, Done. but uh, I love it. <laughs> so This is yeah. my dream trip. Right? I, I just right. don't know. Well, like I said, I always find some little niche for us to go do no matter where we, you know, and this was our family vacation last year. We went to wow. Spain and Israel and we visited. Oh, something. my goodness. Yeah. So in Israel, we visited some wineries too. But anyway, that's a whole nother. Okay. That's it's a whole another nother, time. Yeah. Another week yeah. got a long yeah. season. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we can talk about, definitely talk about wine spirituality, about that, about we Israel should. too, because, you know, it being well, there's the holy land on. and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of wine there too and yeah. all this different stuff. So anyway. Oh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I know you've brought another wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, I'm, do we swap out glasses? Yeah. What why not? We, do? we could, because it's, this is also kind of a. Okay. Heavier or oh, like a, a just a very them. distinct and complex wine. So okay. it'd be nice to kind of um Yeah, let's kind do of that. Break and it up. we are excited because we are using um you might notice we've changed our glasses. We have glasses now that are the Legal Weekly Wine Podcast Ooh. by Tarani Law. Um so we actually got some glasses and they were also sponsored by the Gaithersburg Germantown Chamber Ooh, of Commerce. Go, so girl. that's what we're using, which I think is also kind of special today. So okay, thank so you. Yes, absolutely. So right. this is another um um, this is a wine that you can actually get here in the States and, and I would encourage you to do that. Oh, and, um, okay. it is one of my, um, so, you know, we just did a white blend. Now we're going to do a Ooh. red blend and this is from, um, so, you know, when we think of oh, California, yes. isn't it smell delicious? It I know. really yeah. does. Is yeah. it? Well, I'll, is, well, okay. I'll talk, give me, okay. give me two seconds. All right. We'll go in and you're right about what I'm sure you were going to say, what does it smell like? Tell me. It smells almost like cherries. Yes. Okay. Your girl, you should. Yeah. Am I? Am You're I? You're on. You got a good nose. Something? You got a good nose. You do. So you do. Seriously, yeah. like this. This whole last season, it's been peaches, raspberries, yeah. and we're so just guessing. Yeah. But, okay, no, you so have obviously a too, good nose. Yeah. So this is from you know when we think of American wine, you know we think California wine, we think Napa, Sonoma. Oh, that's right. like the first thing that jumps into our brain. Well, believe it or not. Napa only makes 4% of all the wine coming from California. Really? Sonoma only makes 9% of all Who the wine. Who makes the rest then? I mean, this region. Well, okay. So central coast of California. Okay. okay. And uh, which is this huge swath base. I mean, it's a huge swath between like Northern and, you know, Southern California. It's called the central coast. But within the central coast is this region called Paso Robles. Okay. Okay. Which, which makes... I don't know the exact percentage, but it's much more than four and 10%. Let me tell you. I've never heard of that. Yes. And so I, you know, this is kind of like, I'm not going to say the undiscovered part of Cali because a lot of people know about it now, but <laughs> it is definitely not as well known for sure as okay. Napa and Sonoma. And um, so Paso Robles is kind of like the, you know, the capital, if you will, of this, this region. And it's an AVA, Amer- we call it American Viticultural Area. Oh. Again, another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk no, about TTP and regulations and learn okay. about how we divide up the United States into these like legal definitions for what a, an era wine region is. Well, so okay. it is, I'm telling you, we have a whole list of stuff this, we can do. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot here. <laughs> so, um, but Paso Robles, again, Central Coast, California. San Luis Obispo would be the airport you'd fly in to get there. Okay. okay? And it's like four hours north of um, LA and it's three hours south of you know, San Francisco. So it's kind of like right Another in the middle. Another vacation for us. There you go. Okay. There you go. Got and it. Um, it is, um, again, um, um, 
it's probably, I like to say it's like what Napa's, Napa was maybe like 30 years ago, 20 years ago, much more rustic, a little more casual, wow. um, you know, definitely spread out. And the region has, um, a, you know, a million microclimates. I mean, and I'm exaggerating, yeah. but you know, whereas right. Napa is kind of known for Cab and Chardonnay mm-hmm. and Sonoma for Pinot and of course Cab too, Paso can do anything. I mean, they do all the grapes all the grapes. They don't really have a signature varietal per se, mm-hmm. although there are a lot of folks that um, for a while, they, they called them the Rhone Rangers that did oh. Rhone blends. Like I, like this is the Rhone style blend, except a white I one. I do like Rhone. Yeah. So Rhone, Rhone style blends and they do them a lot there, but they also do cat. I mean, they literally do everything in pasta rolls because they, they can't. Amazing. So this is, um, if I recall, this is, yeah, this is like, uh, yeah, Cab Franc. Oh my gosh, Cab Franc is one of my favorite grapes. So it's I more of a Bordeaux Cab blend. Yes. Yeah, right. So this is more of a Bordeaux blend, you know, grapes um, like Cab Franc, Cab Sauve, Merlot, those mm-hmm. types of blends, as opposed to Rhone varietals, which are Grenache, Syrah, sure. or Veg, more hot weather climate grapes. And um, yeah. From Justin Vineyards, by the way, I didn't mention the brand, but it's a beautiful brand. Right. And yeah, the, the um, it's one of the more well-known, I guess, brands okay. that are there. But they give not but, but I'm just saying they and following on that. Moreover, they give an amazing, very educational tour, and um, it was one of the first wineries I visited when I went to that region, and was just blown away amazing. by the tour because it was so educational and. Um, not salesy or anything. It was just yeah. a beautiful tour and, and very approachable and they do amazing wines and, you know, anyway, so this is, um, yeah. So Justin, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. This wine is so good. That's, that's <laughs> really good. <laughs> so yes. good. Oh, wow. Yeah. So good. Um, Cap Franc is one of my wow. favorite, favorite grapes. It is, um, kind of like not people don't know it as much as Cab Sauv, you know, mm-hmm. um, a little more vegetal, oh a little more, um, savory than most Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon tends to go more on like the, like the red fruits, like, right. or purple fruits. This is more red fruit, but a little bit of like actual green pepper, more savory notes. I think really? a little more tomato. I hate to say that, because no, it, people I can, think, but it's more tomato. I can catch yeah. that part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a little bit lighter than a lot of cab. It can be lighter than cabs, right? but there's definitely Oak on this baby for sure. I okay. Mean, you can smell that for sure. And, um, anyway, Cap Franc is just this a lovely, be- lovely grape. Yeah, this is beautiful. Yeah, it is a great wine. It is. But this one of favorite, is not yeah. in the restaurants that I no, go to. No, I mean, to. this is, so Justin does a, a ton of stuff that you can buy in your stores. Okay. Okay. Obviously total wine, even like local store. I mean, they, they, they're really well mm-hmm. distributed, but yeah, this is something that you would, you would have to either be part of their wine club, you know, or, um, or join or direct, you know, directly buy from their website. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so Justin Vineyards, yeah, That's definitely. Really so nice. yeah, just to recap, so we had our white blend, yes. right, of Rhone varietals, and now mm-hmm. a red blend of Bordeaux varietals from two different you know areas and those are lovely stories. So yeah, thank you for sharing. No, truly, you're welcome. Thank you for you're sharing welcome. that. With oh, and us. just so you know, I think yeah. the, the alcohol on this one, we're drinking some eye alcohol wines today. Are just we? FYI, that's okay. It's whatever, fifteen percent. So oh, yeah, wow, that's, that's even more than the other. Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm glad yeah. for the warning. Um, I, I told her. So any of you that caught our February, our Valentine's special oh, yeah. will know that there was a wine called Cherry Wine from Mariah, I think is how it's pronounced, Mariah Vineyards, mm-hmm. that it truly, it's just cherry wine and it almost tastes like a port. Oh, and wow. We okay. We did not know how much, yeah. we didn't look 
mm-hmm. how much it was. Um, and so we drank quite a few on it. Um, I have rarely been so tipsy. <laughs> it was, and I, you know, we were fine during the show yeah. and we realized yeah. afterwards, like, we're whoa. like, oh my goodness, yeah. we don't normally drink like this. And we're like, oh, it's, you know, it was almost like drinking a wine cooler, but it was like a port. And we're like, oh, we didn't, we didn't know. So yeah, that's I'm glad fine. for the warning. Yeah. Um, I will try not to drink as much, but I will. Um, you can sip it and enjoy yeah, it with Eric I think later. I'm, you guys I'm can going to. Have this fun. is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Thank I'm, you. I, I, I love nothing more than to share good booze, honestly. That's, de- that's so. delightful. <laughs> um, so so yeah. with that, okay. you, mm-hmm. in your industry, I yes. know that AI is taking over everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. everything. Yes. But for you, it's doing something that, I mean, I don't normally think of how it's affecting your industry. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we have... I would say the wine industry has probably been a little slower than most to incorporate technology in general, but that's okay. I mean, you know, it's a very traditional, yes. very traditional, you know, kind of sector well, with that's a lot how of we all fa- think family. Of it. Exactly. I mean, we, you know, we have this romantic view of like wine being like super slow and, and all these different things. We um, want to go to the wineries. We want to go in person and see the barrels and see the right, process and right. see the grapes. Yes. So technology to me also doesn't seem to Right. Exactly. And then, so it's, so in some ways it's been slow to change, which we've kind of accepted and it can be, you know, a little bit of, well, anyway, it's been a challenge, you know, for the industry to accept that. Um, and then of course, during COVID, like everything else in the world, you know, we just had to, you know, adjust and and everybody was like, I never zoomed before. Now I'm zooming. I mean, anyway, Mm -hmm. just everything. So, so the, the alcohol industry had to also adjust. And I think there were things happening already in the wine space that were, were, you know, um, you know, innovations that were happening, but, but COVID just kind of sped it up just like everything else. So I'm not saying they were averse to technology or change or modernization, but COVID basically just, you know, you know, caused them to have to do it much faster like everybody else. So anyway, um, you know, during COVID, of course, we were very familiar with the Zoom tastings and all these things and having to buy things online and having our, you know, ordering things online. And so a lot of states put in, um, you know, rules and regs and cities, you know, that were okay, oh. you know, for, for picking up wine. There were temporary measures that were put into place for folks oh. to be able to get their wines and their spirits um, in ways that they couldn't before because and they couldn't go to the to stores. Oh, yeah. All that. This is, you know, wine. You know, wine and spirits is one of the most regulated um, industries, you know, sectors in the United States for good okay. reason, for good reason. Right. Okay. Um, but it is highly, highly regulated. And yeah, so so measures had to change, um, you know, during COVID so that folks could get, <laughs> I mean, stores yeah. were closed, right? So we couldn't go to the store anymore. So how are we, I mean, we need our stuff. Right. It doesn't <laughs> does quite come happen? by Amazon. Right. What does it do? Right. Exactly. So, so wow. every, and every state is different. It's one of these things okay. where, you know, I, I can't even begin to tell you like, you know, what the overarching trends were, but let's suffice it to say that states and localities put in a lot of temporary measures to allow folks access to be able to shop and get their, you know, their, their products where they needed it. And um, so it's not a national regulation. It's Mm -mm. state by state. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Another podcast. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. But yeah, another another podcast, but the three tier system. I mean, this is, there isn't an overarching, there is huh. not an overarching. It was left after prohibition. It was left to the states to decide how they wanted to regulate, um, you know, wine and spirits. Another and part of federalism. There you go. So, okay. um, 
And uh, while we do have, while there is a federal mandate that requires or rule that requires there to be, you know, a three-tier system, it is basically up to the states to decide how to how to implement wow. that. So it's different okay. in every state. So, Got um, it. yeah, so it's crazy. So anyway, um, but yeah, so slow to adopt technology, you know, COVID helped obviously kind of say, okay, we got to do some things to change some things to get wine in the hands of our customers. They want it. We need to right. sell it. How do we make this happen? Connect A to B. And now... Um, Actually, a lot of those rules and regs that were put in temporarily, not going to say a lot, but some have been made permanent because they realized, okay, okay, we can do this. You know, it's fine. We're checking IDs. We're not making, kids aren't picking up one. You know, there's sure. obviously safeguards in place. And it was almost like a test to see if like, you know, we could modernize some of these rules. Mm. And it's, and in some places it, it has been permanent and has, and has worked out okay. Now you're saying checking IDs. Is that when people pick it up at the door or is yes. that some, okay. Yeah. So basically like if you're having alcohol delivery and the deliverer, the shipper or deliver is supposed to be checking, you know, IDs wow. and, and, may, and ensuring that it is an adult that is receiving the package on the other end. Because what's, wow. what's there to stop my, you know, my 12 year old from getting on there and ordering vino and then, well, you know, exactly. I mean, <laughs> right, I've gone exactly. into, and mm-hmm. even during our podcast, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll look up the wines and put it in, put it in the description of here you go. But when I go into the website, I'm having to enter, yes, I'm over exactly. 18 or right. 21. And here's my age, the year, right? right? My yes. birth year. Right. But you're right. I mean, I can put oh, in whatever Oh, you can put in whatever year. you want. I would love to put that I was born in 1994 instead of 74, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, you know, whatever. That's all right. <laughs> it's okay. I'm trying to go the other way, not the other, you know. But anyways, but you're right. I mean, it's literally not. I mean, there's no one at home, like, you know, checking mm-hmm. while you're doing this. So the the confirmation has to happen when the shipping happens or the delivery okay. or the pickup. You know, are you curbside picking up? Okay, here's your ID. Okay, I need to make sure. That you, so that's that's been the issue is to, to make sure that, like, yes, you have increased access. But mm. how do you make sure, how do we ensure that it is not a minor that's picking up the alcohol? Okay. So, or, or get, you know. Uh, yeah, purchasing it or getting access wow. to it. So that's big, a big issue. But bringing us to our topic of artificial yes. intelligence. I'm getting us sidetracked. Yeah, no, no. All it's the fine. other issues I mean, along the way. a million things. We're going to have to have a thousand podcasts. Yeah, I feel we like, really but. will. I think we're, we're joining up here. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so the, you know, the issues are, um, well, whether you're pro AI or against it or a slow mm-hmm. adopter or a fast adopter, it, it doesn't really matter at this point. It, okay. It's in our lives and yeah. without us even knowing it. Right. I mean, right. literally like, I mean, your auto text, whatever, you know, Siri, all those, that's all AI. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. our, you know, it's all machine learning. It's all, you know, um, programs and platforms that are already in place. Sure. It's just now it's gotten a lot of play because we see this, you know, what they call generative AI. So chat GBT and all these programs that are out there that are suggesting texts and acting like they're talking to you and all these things. So that's kind of where it's really gotten to be a little bit, um, just uh, ubiquitous. It's gotten a lot more ubiquitous and now we're really focusing on it because there's, there are legal issues about this. There are like a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you could tell me all those, but that's the problem. Now the issue is crap. People, sorry. I know I'm but like, you know, now we're like, okay, so like, how do we know that this is what the information we're getting is true, is accurate? How are we protecting our citizens? Mm-hmm. All these different things. So that's the thing, yeah. you know, it's no longer just a, oh, my text is prompting me to put in thank you. Now right. It's, like, it's not you know, the fill in the words. Right. Now it's... we're like actually having text that's being generated mm-hmm. and all these different things. So, um, and, and predicting certain behaviors and stuff. So that's where right. it gets to be, you know, very iffy and, and what kind of data we're using to get to there. That's the other thing too, is all this 
this this um, mm-hmm. automated or artificial intelligence is based on data that we're feeding into the codes. It's only as good as us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and what, what data is going in there? And is it my private data? Is it my health yeah. data? What, whose data? How are you getting access to my data that goes in here? So anyway, mm. that's the bigger picture. But we have to accept that it is a part of our lives. Yes. And so how do we, you know, protect ourselves, but also find the potential benefits to right. this technology. Okay. So no, that's um, true. That's right. Absolutely we have true. to, we have to really, it's like, so, you know, we didn't have a typewriter before we, now we got typewriter, we, we had, had computers, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just, so we have to figure out how to, you know, reskill and retool our own skills and, and all these different things and our workforce to, to how to implement these tools. You know, it's, so that's kind of where we are at. So, um, and there's yeah. been a lot of doomsday talk about, Oh, these Terminator robots are going to come and we're going to be extinct as humans. And, I don't I think mean, that's going to happen. Feels it, like feels it. Like, it feels Especially like it. Especially with ChatGPT. Like right, you said, it's right. like somebody talking with right. you. It's like, it's like, oh my God, this is like thing is talking to me. It's so weird. Is it sentient? You know? Right. But it's I, not. I have better conversations <laughs> right. with that right. than uh, my other attorney friends. Right. Or like, like well, they, they sound smarter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, are these sentient beings? Of yeah. course they're not. But yes, it's that interface that makes mm-hmm. you think like, oh my God, this is like now out of control. So well, even, even some of the experts in the industry recently have said yes. let's pause You're right 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 they were like let's do a how many months pause before this gets out of control so for someone like me that is concerning and sure. is a panic almost doomsday of wait if they're saying that i can't that they need to stop the the industry stop the progress then maybe there is a bigger concern sure absolutely and i think obviously there is time for there's a cause for pause we need to make sure that you know if we're using this technology how are we using it are we protecting our people are mm. we protecting copyrights are we yeah. all, right i mean you could you know all the legal behind it stuff behind it but that's those are the issues mm-hmm. right now you know and i'm sure that it's also impacting the legal field in a oh, million absolutely. different ways right people are you yeah. know i mean are lawyers going to be replaced are some is going to be replaced right right i mean it's everyone is flipped out Mm -hmm. about it so i think ultimately no one's going to be replaced because obviously you still need a human you do need a human you do to check all these things to make sure things are happening properly that that we're not you know so i don't believe in this like extinction thing i I don't but i absolutely believe there needs to be guardrails and safeguards 100 Mm percent and um and in the wine industry um you know, there's ways that are interesting that that the technology is being used now, and okay. um, so I'm I have- so excited <laughs> to hear. I, I, I am waiting for yeah, it because yeah. I I don't see much in the news about how it's affecting the wine industry, but it has to. Well, just like every other industry, yeah. every single industry, you know, this technology can have a purpose and a place, mm. and. Um, you know, so another one way that I think it's you know. Um, really beneficial is in, um, helping to, you know, enhance our experiences with wine. So, mm. um, you know, we, um, ha, ha, you know, a good example would be, so, uh, you know, you, you're, you know, you, there's a lot of app applications out there, apps where you can go on and right. like take pictures of your wine. And, yes. And so, you oh, I've in, done even right? that. Exactly. And you can, you can show your preferences, you give your own ratings to wine. Mm-hmm. And then over time, those, the, that data can make suggestions to you like, oh, well, it looks like you like this kind of wine. Oh, you might like Bordeaux blends. Oh, let me suggest some Bordeaux blends for you. Or, oh, I, I noticed that Rhone varietals are more your jam. Here are some other brands. So, right. you know, suggest options, you know, giving ideas to that you may not have thought about. 
yeah. is one way, right? The other way is, um, you know, doing pairings and things like that too. So, okay, you know, again, we've noticed that you've, ha- you know, you like to buy a certain brand. Mm. Here's some ideas for you to pair, you know, your wines with, oh, here, you know, here's what, again, this is all a matter of the data that goes into the system. But when you have smart okay. people, sommeliers that are feeding in data that are, that are putting in ideas about how to pair food and wine, mm. you know, here are some suggestions for you. Um, but doesn't that seem like it is replacing you? So this is how I look at it. I mean, some, some of the knowledge that we've gotten from wine mm-hmm. is, um, kind of basic, like I'm not basic in like a bad way, just, you know, okay. Wine is made from grapes. You know, there's just some things sure. that are just very like just knowledge. And, you know, we generally have some sort of rules and templates for how to pair food and wine. Mm-hmm. Now, do I, yes, I would absolutely love to be the one in person telling you that. Sure. hundred percent. And, 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 and a customer would, nice yes. to have that right. interaction. But not everyone can, has that interaction. Not mm. everyone at home, you know, on a, you know, on a Thursday evening before the weekend is, has a sommelier that can walk into their room right now and say, Oh, I got some great ideas. But for aren't you on speed dial? I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I, I'm happy to do it. You can just call it's me like if you want. Yeah. I need you today. You can call me. Yeah. Here's what I have. Right. Right. But I mean, so you're sitting at home, it's Thursday night, you have a party this weekend. Oh my God, I gotta buy my wine for tomorrow. Okay. I'm serving this. Here, you know, oh gosh, I need some help. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence. Wow. That's, that's a platform that can help you make some better choices. So you're not just floating out in space, you know? Okay. And then finally, well, not finally, I mean, and then also, you know, um, yeah, more targeted marketing. Now that, that would, that, that's more the supply side, right? That's more helping oh, interesting. the folks that are selling the wine, you know, the, the, sure. the, the brands. Okay. Now, now that I've got all this data, of course, again, we run into this like data mm-hmm. issue and like what you want to be out there or not out there, but you know, um, I mean, listen, the wine industry, just like every other industry is collecting this data, this, this consumer mm-hmm. data and using it, you know, and that's just the way it is, you know, wow. I mean, so they can, you know, obviously this data, especially on social media and on our phones uh-huh. and everything is being kept and, and, you know, and stored tracked. and used. And so, I mean, that's, they can target their stuff. I mean, you see all the time your Instagram, all of a sudden, oh, I, wine pops up. Well, why is it's wine popping up on my phone? Because, right. <laughs> because they know that I'm a wine educator. So they're going to, you know, so mar- stuff's going to be marketed to me for that reason. Oh, so. that's so interesting because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, and I don't think about that in anything but my own industry because mm-hmm. it's like, well, where do we advertise? Mm-hmm. What do I put my legal stuff? Is it going to be on Facebook? Is it mm-hmm. going to be on Google? Mm-hmm. And even my, you know, my marketing team, they're saying, well, who do you want to market to? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how, how do you know mm-hmm. where that goes? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, this segment of the population, this age range, mm-hmm. this gender, this, and somehow through all of the marketing, and mm-hmm. I'm not technologically advanced, mm-hmm. is they know where to put my ads, mm-hmm. what time, who to send it to. And like you said, it pops up on their phone as mm-hmm. if they're looking for something yeah. or a business like mine, they're going to find it. Right. So, right. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's there, right. To help target yeah. folks. And then finally, you know, we talked about this kind of like, how do we use our resources mm. in the best way possible? I mean, if I was a, you know, if I owned a wine company or if I was a brand, you know, I owned a wine brand, I would want my sales force to be out there talking to people, showing mm-hmm. people wine, doing the demonstrations, doing the pairings, actually, you know, engaging one-to-one with, with folks. Right. I don't want them out there doing, fill, filling out paperwork. Okay. What's this account doing it? Mm-hmm. I don't want, I want okay. them to spend the less amount of time to do that. That's not where they need to be. They need to be out there interfacing, right? That's what humans do best. Engage with other humans. Right. These technologies can be used to 
to enhance those other kind of back office functions. And, and that's kind of what, you know, where I think really the, the key is, is, and especially in this tight labor market, mm. you know, I mean, and, and, you know, people are, you know, um, the wine industry, just like every other industry is, you know, um, challenged to find good talent because everybody's out there kind of figuring themselves out. And right. If I can do market. it, why would I need you? Yeah. So I think that's, the, that's the best thing is, or the best use of resources is to, you know, have your sales force out there building the relationships with customers. And, and, and again, wine is one of those things that you mm. need to have that interface and, um, and yeah, let's, let's use technology to do other back office stuff. That's not as interesting or as necessary for human, you know, for my wine specialists or educators mm. to be doing. Well, are you so, using chat GPT in your business? So I am, I am not, although I had, okay. I had my, um, my team, do an interesting little thing last week. And I'm going to be writing about it on Substack, but I had them, I had her go and actually have a conversation conversation with chat GBT to to see about creating an agave spirits Mm. brand just to see what would happen. Okay. And, um, and again, this is just, it was an experiment. And Absolutely. So the, well, that's what we're all doing. Right. With so, it. so she fed into this thing, you know, okay, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I want to start a, an agave brand, agave mm-hmm. spirits brand. And, you know, here's the data that I'm using to drive this. I read a report that, you know, the spirits are exploding in this particular area. So oh, she wow. was, she was giving it data and reports, which I track, you know, okay. and about the industry and what the trends were and what consumer huh. preferences are and so on and so forth. So she fed that into the system or into the platform mm-hmm. and it's, spit back a brand concept. <laughs> was it one so, that you thought was useful or I, could, um, be, could I, be applied? I, so I thought it was a pretty good attempt. Okay. Create, I mean, it, it wasn't awesome at all. No, it was not awesome, but it was a great start. And I, led to I, ideas. I could have spent probably 20 hours on that, on my own, mm. dreaming up titles or dreaming up names or thinking about all these different things. And and I had, you know, she had something do it in, I don't know, an hour. And so now this is where the human element is, right? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't perfect at all. It needed a lot of work, but that's my role. Now I can go and yes. take this something, this draft of something okay. and call it to what I think it needs to be, you know? So, hmm. and again, ChatGPT is just pulling stuff off the web. It's already, right. pu- it's like, it's like a search engine, basically. It's a just putting very it, advanced. It's, search exactly. Engine. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like a search engine, but it's putting it into text and making yeah. this, you know, like a conversation. So it was pulling stuff that had already been out there in the interwebs and putting it in, in a format that was easier for me to digest and read. Okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, so I, you know, that was my first attempt at using it. I, but you know, I have not used it for any other, I haven't used it for any of my writings. Mm-hmm. I haven't, used, I mean, none. And in fact, and, and she I did it. That, I didn't even yeah, do it. She did it. That's the controversial part. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. I mean, that's coming yeah. up in schools mm-hmm. and other places is, well, people are just copying and pasting yeah. is write yeah. me a paper on this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here it goes. Yeah. So schools are having to figure out, right. well, are you writing your own thing? Mm-hmm. Or are you just copying and pasting, right. cutting and pasting what chat GPT told you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and it's fascinating for me because in the legal field, I have to do a lot of research. Yeah. And I can't imagine with you, I mean, you're still doing research. Everything you've told me is something you had to go and learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not something that someone tells you. So to have the idea that I can start in a place 
like you said, start in a place. And I think that's the idea of mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is to start and move from there mm-hmm. of, can we use it to benefit rather than to replace? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you mentioned very, very early on when we started talking mm-hmm. about bottling mm-hmm. and is that something that relates to AI or is that another subject? Bottling and what, what do you mean by bottling? In terms of, and I guess maybe this is me mm-hmm. not being as knowledgeable mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. as in terms of labeling mm-hmm. and bottling. Is that something that's different or is emerging because of AI? With nutrition information oh, or that sort oh, of labeling. thing. Okay. Right. The, labeling okay. Okay. No, the nutritional bottles. labeling. So that is an interesting, uh, no, that is an interesting topic too. And, okay. um, there are, um, so, you know, just like most foods and obviously mm-hmm. there's now been a push for a, actually a long time. Um, gosh, I, I'm going to get the wrong, the dates, but a long time, okay. many, many, many years to have nutritional labeling on wine and spirits, which they don't have. I mean, they have the alcohol content, right? Right. And they'll tell you the have. grape generally speaking. Right. Now, right. But you don't know like the calories or, mm-hmm. you know, the carbohydrates or which everyone wants yeah, to know exactly. now. you go to a restaurant you expect right it. right nobody wants to look at it right. but they expect right. it now right so um that is a whole nother um there isn't necessarily a relationship between that and the, the labeling however okay. these are all just changes like i was talking about you know the, the wine industry kind of being slow to change right Th- these are all kind of things that are impacting the wine industry kind of all at the same time interesting and also changing consumer preferences. So the wine industry is doing a lot right now. Technology, labeling, changing consumer preferences, all these different things. And Mm -hmm. is that nationwide dread? dread. Um, Lead. Is that lead on a federal level or is that lead on a state level? It is a federal, a federal, um, I would say activity. Interesting. (laughs) It is. It is because, um, and actually Europe's been doing it now for a while. Really? Yes. They have, I don't know if they're actually, okay, don't quote me on this, but okay. they are, they're much further along in the process. And if they haven't mm. already started putting labels on it, they are going to be doing it very soon. Okay. So we knew this was coming mm. a long time because usually it's interesting. We follow Europe and a lot of things, including AI, by the way, they have an, a, a, an AI, you know, regulatory scheme that do they already, really? Yeah. A See, lot of you contra- know this. Okay, this is why you're here. It's yeah. because I didn't even know that. I mean, I yeah. know a lot of the legal yeah. parts within the country, but yeah. I didn't know they yeah. already had yeah. those regulations. They do. They have a, they have a, a regulatory scheme that, of course, there's a lot of debate on it, but they do. Okay. And so in a lot of ways, um, what we're doing here in the States is trying to at least see what the blowback is or kind of analyze what they're doing to see how that can apply to what we're doing here in the United States. Oh, fascinating. Same with the nutritional labeling. So, and the thing is, um, yeah, so the Europeans have been really well prepared for this. A lot of companies have been doing it already. A lot wow. of suppliers putting the carbohydrates, the calories, all those things, the additives, all those things wow. on their labels. And eventually we're going to have to do it too. And so, um, so it's coming, you know? And okay. I think, I mean, again, it's one of those things where I think the, the the spirits, the wine and spirits industry, or the wine industry, I should say, because I think it's different for spirits, but the wine industry has known about it for some time. So it's been a slow kind of acceptance of like, okay, this is coming little by little. Wow. We have to figure out. And some some wines already do it. You know, some, there, there are a few brands now that have been already putting those labels on their their bottles. And Are we all rejecting them now? No. I, <laughs> I don't. 
I yeah. want to know. I yeah. want to know the alcohol yeah. content right. and what flavors yeah. are in there. Yeah. Um, but I really don't want to know. I mean, I know y- you can see things on, on AI and the internet yeah. of how yeah. much it really is. And I, I, you know, I look at it for food and they say, don't drink your calories, but I'm like, oh, but it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Is, you know, I'm not drinking a lot, but yeah. shouldn't I enjoy? I mean, these right. are wines that right. you've brought that well, I would want to sit and enjoy. Of course. And of course. not yeah. look at and say, oh, well, I don't want to try just the Justin wine because it's too high. I mean, I have no idea what it is, yeah. but I don't want to be repulsed from it because of calories. Right. Or right, something right. like that. Well, I mean, and I will tell you, I mean, just, just from even like looking at some menus now that have like mm-hmm. the calories, I have made choices exactly. based on that. So, but you know, yeah. I think just, I think it's just a matter of being transparent. You know, I think, I think n- it makes us better informed consumers, mm-hmm. right? So maybe if I know that I'm going to have a glass of wine tonight that has X, Y number of calories in it, I'm not going to have that latte with right. all the sugar <laughs> or whatever go in the morning. That right? I mean, it's this. just, it just mm-hmm. makes us better informed as, as yeah. consumers. Oh, wow. I, I think that's actually a benefit, you know, in a lot of, and, mm-hmm. and I actually think this is a whole other topic now we're getting into, but oh, please, I do actually tell me feel at like least what it is. folks that may have been not interested in drinking wine might actually be, and this is more like towards the younger of the Gen Z's, like okay. who are very conscious and care, you know, which I'm not saying Gen Xers like we don't, but no, but anyway, but, but it's a different perception right. from where we've grown up mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. we were trained, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. how to look at it. I, mm-hmm. I mean, everything is influenced by it because I think we are also our generation, because I'm I'm very close to yours, mm-hmm. um, or if not the same generation, mm-hmm. I don't know the numbers mm-hmm. here, is I am less inclined toward the technology. Right, right. I am less inclined toward the labeling because yeah. I didn't have it. And right. it is scary right. to me. Whereas right. the new ones, right. you know, the new, my son doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's technology. Yeah, right. It, Duh. it just doesn't yeah. bother him right. because he right. grew up with so much. So much. Yeah, it's just normal for them. It, it's right. still emerging and he yeah. has no problem yeah, with like, seeing it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. this chat GPT isn't this revolutionary, mm-hmm. you know, material, mm-hmm. any AI. He's got classes now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think your children do yeah oh yeah of yeah the classes that we didn't i mean i did oregon trail right i mean these are the classes yeah. that i grew up with you went to computer class and you played oregon trail right. you didn't right. learn all of this substantive and changing ai that's completely changing the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. exactly Wow. Exactly. So, I mean, I think I think actually nutritional labeling for some mm. populations might actually make them more comfortable drinking. And we might actually nice. see or enjoying, I should say, or whatever, right. consuming. Right. And I think that, you know, that might actually be a benefit for mm. for an industry that is again having to kind of address you know, some slowdowns and consumer preferences and things like that. So we'll see. But that's, that's another interesting topic too. These are all interesting. (laughs) So I I don't want to leave on a like without covering a topic for AI. Do Mm -hmm. you feel that there's another one that should be addressed before we go? I think the only other place, I mean, again, this is, there's so much potential in so many different areas for this, um, for this technology. Um, I think the only, the other area that I think it might help a little bit in, um, as well is, um, you know, the supply side of, of not just wine, but also spirits, just booze in general is, is kind of slow lags behind, Mm. um, a lot of the consumer demands, you know, so we see, we know what people want and then we have to kind of make up for it on the back end. And there's Mm -hmm. a lag, there's a lag for that. So I think that, um, 
And so that's kind of why sometimes we see like, oh, there's this, you know, there's a glut here and there's an oversupply here and mm. okay, there's not enough wine for this or too little here for that. So we're always trying to match up, you know, the demand with the supply. Right. I feel like there are opportunities um, and there's a lot much smarter people, more smarter people in this that can figure all these algorithms mm. out. But I feel like there's a way to help match and predict maybe consumer demand a little bit more where the supply oh, side matches. And so we have a little bit more of this harmonious kind of like, okay, we can kind of predict where the trends mm. are going. So we're going to have our supply kind of meet that. Oh, and, that's and that's, and that's, I guess that more goes along the lines with like, you know, preferences and things mm-hmm. like that. So how, how the AI can, or how the, you know, the, uh, the, the machine learning can, can predict and match, you know, what, right. what consumers are going to want, you know, who knows? I mean, they'll, you know, if that's it'll ever be the case, but I feel like there are opportunities for that. So that mm-hmm, seems to mm-hmm. be, especially if we can, like you were saying from the very beginning mm-hmm, and throughout mm-hmm. is if we can input the information right? Mm-hmm. where we're not going just from old information that was put in, right. but for continuing right. new exactly. information right. that you can feed mm-hmm. in real time, more yes. real time kind of data that we can react to and mm. things like that. So I think that there's an opportunity to help the supply chain piece of, of our, of, of the wine and spirits industry too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, thank you. This is incredible. I've, I've learned a lot. Um, I have drunk some amazing wines. I have talked with an incredibly interesting person. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you I have for a lot, joining I have a lot of lawyer envy. I told you, as you know earlier, I only have a master's. It's only two years. You know, you, only. you I, I so, only had one extra. I, I mean, you took, you know, you took the bar. Or what, I mean, I'm assuming. I, bar. Oh, I did. Okay, I good. Yes. Two. Okay. There you go. And, and you, you know, you had to take the LSAT, all those things. I was like, yeah. no, I think I'll be okay with the GRE. Okay, okay, so you took the GRE, you have a master's, so. and you have an in- incredible day job, and an, uh, oh my gosh, the, well, <laughs> like, you know, the resume here, oh, you're but sweet. the fact that it is so practical, and that you can help people, and influence people, and teach people, and it's just, I am... So blown away oh, by what you. you can do, what you offer, the the information you have shared, the passion <laughs> that you have for your industry. And I appreciate you coming on oh, and sharing it with Thank you, Virginia. Us. That's really very, very nice to say. And I'm I'm honored to be here too. And I hope I hope we can do some more things together. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? I'm telling you, it's going to be like a whole season with I love us. It. I love it. I love it so much. I love it. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Um, thank you. We have, like you said, I mean, we how many topics? Oh my god. We, yeah. We, uh, flagged mm-hmm. for future episodes, mm-hmm. yes. but um, I, maybe I'll bring the wine next time. Okay. But thank you for bringing yours, and we'll have to go to Spain to get some. More. Oh yeah. I think so too. And Paso Robles, which is actually easier to get to here oh, in the States. Maybe we start with that. I'm telling you, we swap our kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you guys for joining us. We have had a wonderful time. We hope you have for happy hour for season two. Enjoy the summer. Hopefully you're having a good one and not being overcome by the smoke that we're having oh. um, at the beginning of June here. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you next time on the Legal Weekly Wine. I'm Virginia Tarani and this is Erlinda Doherty. Fantastic. <laughs> and we will catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.